Welcome to the Gem Revealed podcast, where together we discover your soulmate. This is a weekly series of powerful conversations with expert speakers, thought leaders, and relationship coaches talking through the victories and villains that weave their way into our most significant relationships. Please join me, Janine Moniz, founder of Gem Revealed Matchmaking, to learn the raw truth regarding the pitfalls and plateaus of dating in today's society. We will have open and transparent conversations surrounding the staggering facts that one out of every two marriages fail. Let's stop this insanity and learn how to date smarter. Learn how a healthy relationship starts with you. What do you need to do differently to build the right foundation for your relationship? All right. Welcome, listeners. Uh, I am so grateful that you are jumping in and spending some time with us. My name is Janine Moniz. I am the CEO of Gem Revealed, Self-Mastery to Soulmate. Uh, As you know, and you've been following us, I am so excited to really make a dent in a statistic that should really bother all of us. One out of every two marriages are failing, and then second marriages are even more fragile. And Gemma Field is here with a toolbox that is here to really make sure that uh, we want to really focus on you, preparing you and equipping you for your best self-journey, all in effort to create really healthy relationships. And today... I have a guest with me that I am um, really excited to introduce to you, and I love the journey Dave and I have shared. Um, so what's really fun about this is Dave and I have, uh, you know, just mutual friends out in the, the, the world of Facebook, and I think where social media really does uh, come up in such a positive way amongst all the noise and the, the, the black abyss of all the negativity, I would say this is one of those areas where it has just been such a gift in my life because Dave and I only met through maybe somehow a mutual, a mutual friend, saw some posts, and, you know, I just kind of was blown away. One of the things that Dave, maybe when I uh, give you that final introduction, you can even share when you did the, that David Goggins four by four, maybe you modified it, but I was so blown away by some of um, his core values and what he's all about that, you know, it just, I was so intrigued and in following him and, you know, through that, through that uh, social media engagement, I think we are now considered real friends. I, I really believe that he and I are now friends. I got to spend um, some quality time. I was at the beach for two months and uh, Dave actually lives there. So we even got to be, you know, closer friends through that. So it is such a privilege to introduce Dave Nace. And I would love for you maybe to share a little bit about Dave, who you are, what you do. And then even that David Goggins, uh, you know, adventure that you went on with, uh, I think it was with your son. So I'd love to hear a little bit about that. And then we're going to dive into some other really cool stuff. Awesome. Yes. And uh, thank you, Jeanine. It's a pleasure to be on with you. Um, and our friendship so far has blossomed since we met. And I, I think it was probably mutual friend, like you said, through Facebook, which is such a great platform because that's where you make your connections all the time and meet new people, which I love doing. It's part of my life. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a pleasure to be here. And what you're doing with Gem Revealed is so inspiring. It's so great. And uh, I love you know, your videos and following you and your inspiration. It's just great to, um, to see all that happening for you. I know you're, 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 you're on your way to that, that, that platform is of, 
you know, what you're doing in relationships. And it's really nice to see. So thank you so much for having me on, first of all. Thank you, Dave. That's sweet. Thank you. You're welcome. Of course. And I love, I love that our friendship has become a, a real friendship. It's not just a Facebook friend. Yeah, it's more than just a surface. You know, we have those deep conversations, which, you know, I love and I know that you love. So we kind of dig in a little bit on certain topics. Um, and having said that, relationship is is one of those. So, so let me give you a little rundown about me personally. So um, I've been in the DJ entertainment industry for uh, 30 years, uh, love my career. One thing about my career that I love the most is, you know, people are getting married. It's a happy time. Um, I, I get to share my experience with them through entertaining and having fun and playing music, which I love. And it's always, it always happens almost every single time that the, my couples and clients become my friends, which is really, it's a really cool thing. So I get to see, you know, experience their special day and help them have fun on their wedding day. And then also afterwards connect with them either through Facebook or just, you know, whatever platform it is we use, but it's just really nice to have that, that connection with them. So um, it's been a great career for, for many, many years and I still do it to, to this day. And I love doing it. It's my, one of my passions. Um, also my dad and I have been working together in and out of my life, when I started at 10 years old, um, doing landscaping, we do brick pavers, patios, driveways, things like that. Um, really physical job, not something I really love. Um, <laughs> but I have to say that since COVID happened, I was really blessed and grateful the fact that we were able to continue working through all that process because we were outside. Yeah, good and, for you. Not yeah, many could say that, so good for you. No, that's for sure. So I'm really, it's it put it put put my life a little more in perspective of, I remember two years ago, always saying to myself, this is not what I want to do. It's physical. I turned 51 last year. I'm getting older. I feel the physical part of it. And then this happens. So it really put my life into perspective, feeling like, wow, all that complaining I did, now I have nothing to complain about because at least I'm one of the people who have the opportunity to work where so many couldn't. You're right. Absolutely. So it was such a great thing. And uh, my new venture is obviously, as you know, I stepped into life coaching and that's something that I've always, um, I've always been interested. I love helping people and I just got pulled in that direction since COVID happened. And so I've been taking classes and getting certified um, hopefully in the next four to five months. So I'm really excited about that too. So that's just a little bit about me. Um, I have two wonderful children, two kids, 23, 25, who came from my first marriage um, of two. <laughs> so, so wait, wait, just make sure we hear that one again. It's the first marriage of two. Of two, yes. Okay. Of two. So I bet that's going to come up. <laughs> yeah, it, it, I'm sure it probably will come up and I have no problem bringing it up either. Um, so my first relationship, um, like I said, I have my two, have my two kids and I learned so much from it. And I think what transpired. And I think we can kind of dig into this a little bit. I know this is what you were looking for with me is that when I grew up, when I was a kid, we, I had experienced what my parents' relationship was. And I'm not af afraid or ashamed to say that my parents' relationship was not good. Um, very dysfunctional, um, a lot of drinking, a lot of alcohol, and I have three brothers. So we came up in an environment of a tough situation. Um, but, but having those experiences and learning from 
you know, watching my dad basically, you know, punch holes in the walls at night and them arguing and screaming and yelling, that's what I learned. So when I was ready to get married at 23 years old, it was like, oh, that's the thing to do. You know, let's get married. We've been dating for a period of time. I can honestly say to you, Janine, at that point at 23, and I don't know if I'm the only one, I'm sure I'm not. It's, I think it's hard, especially for men, to really know what love is at 23. I'm struggling to think guys at 50 know what real love is, so well, yeah. I'm, I'm going to go with it. I, I agree with you. That's a good point. Um, <laughs> but I think I do know now, for sure. Right. I think you you, you're one of the few. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, at that time, it was just a, it, it, it was a struggle because I brought everything I learned from my, my parents' relationship into mine. Now, I don't have any regrets. Um, I went through a, a really rough relationship with my first wife. But thankfully, I have my two kids, which I'm blessed and grateful to have. But I learned so much from that relationship. If I could turn back the clock, and if I knew now, if I knew then what I knew now, I would have done things very differently. Now, I'm not saying or advocating that I would still be together with her um, because I just don't think that we were right for each other. Um, But I think things would have been a lot easier and a lot less um, volatile verbally, if I knew what I do know now. You, I just have to just commend you for a minute because you really, you worded that really, really well. I, I mean, I, I continue on, well, but that you. was really well worded. Thank I mean, I have a super clear picture, really rough marriage, wouldn't want to go back, don't regret it. I have my kids not wanting to go back there and advocate for it, but I certainly know I needed to look in the mirror and, and see some of the things that I was responsible for. Absolutely. So I step into, I, I get divorced because it just didn't work. Um, we tried, of course, we both tried therapy back and forth. Um, and I want to share this because I think, you know, we all have aha moments, right? In life, certain things happen where the light bulb goes off. So I'm one of those type of people that I'm always I give it my best effort. It's a hundred percent, whatever I do, whether it's my business, whether it's my friendships, my personal life, it's always a hundred percent. And I try my best to to just keep going and keep moving and try to do what I can. So I remember, I remember this very vividly going to therapy at that time. And the therapist saying to us after the third session, looking at both of us saying, and I've never heard this before. She looks at us and says, maybe you guys should separate. The therapist said that. The therapist said that. Yeah, okay. All now, right. I don't know if that's probable cause or 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 that 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 she, she should have said that or not cuz it was such a long time ago. But the interesting part about it was it was like the light bulb went off for me. Like thinking to myself, I don't have to be stuck in this cuz now finally a third party is seeing what I saw. And I'm like, well, "Okay, well that sounds like a pretty viable option. So we decided to do that. And it was probably the hardest thing I've ever done to sit with my kids at the time. My youngest was four and my oldest was six. To sit down with them and tell them I'm leaving was probably the hardest thing I've ever done in my life. Um, but I knew that if I wasn't happy, which I wasn't, they were never going to be happy. So I took the jump 
And I left and I said, listen, this is what I think we should do. We both sat down with them. We said, this, this is, we're going to separate. And of course it was, when you coming home, dad, when you coming home. And that was very difficult, but here was the aha moment for me. Now this was supposed to be just a separation, which, you know, we're going to separate, we're going to do our own thing. And then we're going to figure this out on our own. So I remember leaving that day, having my own little place, a small little apartment at the time, opening a door and closing a door. And for some reason, this just wave came over me of such freedom of being away from the turmoil and the arguing. At that very moment, I knew I want a divorce. And that's when I filed the next day. So a pivotal moment like that in life is something that I have a lot of. And that's because I'm just now so aware of things in my life that I see those things that are happening. So it's over, it's done, a lot of turmoil, a lot of attorneys, a lot of garbage, I won't go into it. So I step into relationship number two. Now we talk about, people talk about rebound, right? So that was me, because I was, I got so much from the relationship that I entered into for the second time that I was missing from the first. I'm like, wow, is this what love is supposed to be like? Is this how I'm supposed to be treated? So it was like, I fell like so hard so quickly. Um, and it was good for like five years. And then people changed. Things changed. She changed. Again, I tried. We, we both tried. And it just never didn't come to fruition. It just did never work out. So, so that's where I get really, you know, that that's some where I get really curious. So, you yeah. know, I, I would say, Dave, knowing you today, I, I didn't have the, the pleasure of knowing you back then. Uh, but knowing you today, you, you have a very high level of self-awareness, um, personal development, very keen and intuitive on on human behavior. And, you know, I, you and I had a very deep coaching session, which I'm still not forgiving you for because I'm recovering from it, but it was, <laughs> it was quite awesome. Um, so you're so highly aware of, of yourself. So here you go, you step into, uh, you know, the rebound relationship and then it went five years. Where you sit today, you know, what could you have done? I would say radically different uh, with what you know today, everything that you're harnessed with, everything that you know today, what could you have done then to really guardrail that, to actually make sure that one, it didn't happen, or two, maybe even have, have if you did step into it, maybe salvaged it. And I don't know if that was the case, but what we need to really stop is, is how, how do we stop these divorces from happening? So how do you stop it from even the dating process? What, what would you have done different? That's a great question. I'm glad you asked it asked it to me because um, what I would have done very differently is I would have taken the time for myself and just have done more reflection of finding out who I really was because I wasn't. Go ahead. I was in such a, a tough relationship for my for my first one. I just kind of like rolled right into the second one without, give, without giving myself the time or the opportunity to dig into what the problems or issues were with myself in the first relationship. So it was like, that's why I said before the rebound, I think what I could have done or I should have done is not stepped into that relationship right away and took some time for myself to figure out really who I was. 
Does that, does that make sense? It makes total sense. And, you know, everything that I, I keep sharing from a gem reveal platform is that most people go into a relationship for many wrong reasons. One, lonely, being a rebound. But the, what you pose is so important is how do you actually go into a relationship? And if you, you don't really understand and know yourself, because exactly. if you don't have a life of abundance, if you're not living a, such a fulfilled life of your own, you're going to pivot and look at that person, that partner, and expect that person to be your all, to be your savior, to be the expectation that that person is supposed to, you know, make you happy. And that's their sole responsibility. So what I hear you saying is like, you hadn't even taken the time to really understand who you were. And therefore, then you just jump right back in, maybe for physical reasons, lonely, rebounding, and all those other things that make a relationship feel wonderful. That's the exactly, romance of it all. That's exactly what I did. Um, and I think, like I, I said before, was there was so much, and this is where I think people, um, well, we could share this, the mistake is made where there was so much missing from the first relationship, you know, intimacy, uh, holding hands, hugging, what, all that stuff was missing from the first. So when I, when I stepped into the second one, those things happened, but that's not really, it's like I, I kind of rolled into the same type of relationship, but just, it's not, I didn't know really what, what I was doing. I didn't know who I was in the relationship. I was, I was sabotaging because I knew from my first relationship after a period of time of reflection after my second marriage, then I knew. I knew all the things that I was doing, me, that I was doing. I want to say wrong because I don't like to use that because I don't think I did anything wrong, but I just wasn't aware of. And I've learned so much in the past you know, three to five years of digging way down and finding out more about who I am, looking in the mirror and saying, okay, what did I do? Where was my responsibility in this? And I no longer am going to play the victim role and be mad and disappointed and pissed off. Instead, I'm going to take the higher road and say, how can I, how can I, what could I look at this and, and how can I look at this better? You know, how can I improve on this? What can I do for myself? And I started asking myself very empowering questions. And I got empowering answers. And I think that's really important when we're building the foundation of a relationship is it starts with you first. And then once you're good. That's my dog, by the way. And she, she agrees with you. She agrees that's with you. So yeah, perfect. That's, what, that's what's happening right there. So yeah. She is um, power. She's empowering you. Perfect. And it's working. So yes. I, I believe that it's, you know, once you are able to really understand yourself, and really, and I use the word unconditional love because I, I really believe that that's how I feel. When you really unconditionally love yourself completely and fully, then you're able to step into a relationship and build a foundation. So you really, you worded that well. It was really about finding yourself first and then being able to have, you know view things very differently, have a different perspective and ask yourself the questions that were meaningful for you. <clears throat> the question that comes to my mind is outside of just this awareness of yourself, because you were now into a second relationship and it lasted perhaps five years, was there any spot for even communication skill sets that you didn't even have yet? Like how to resolve conflict. And the reason why it's very specific is because I have to commend you 
when, you know, again, over the summer, we've had some conversations, you're very intuitive and you, you ask a ton of questions, <laughs> which really led me to my own answers. So, which means that there's a communication strategy that you have that really helps people reflect inside, in, inside of themselves. So again, I come back to you and say, outside of your own awareness of what you wanted, what was your communication skills back then? And if you had had them, would it have changed anything or, you know, what what would that have looked like? Absolutely. My communication skills um, back in the past. And it's really interesting that you asked that question because for, for someone who's been, who started my personal development journey 25 years ago, you would think I would know better. And sometimes we logistically know what we know, but we just don't do it. Right, you're a Tony Robbins guru as well. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, Tony yeah. Robbins, Zig Ziglar, Stephen Covey, you name it. I read them all. I've seen them in live, and you know it's been it's been a great run. Um, so if if you look at that and say to your, uh, say to myself, well, I know I know what I'm supposed to do. I have the tools. I've learned what. So why am I not doing it? And I could honestly say that you know back in the in the past, it was more of my own ego that was stopping me. Um, and and I, there, someone said this, I, I don't remember who it was. I heard this a long time ago is your, your ego is not your amigo. And if you, it, it's, yeah, it's really, it's really Say it again. That was great. Your ego is not your amigo. It's, it's not your friend. Um, but I think so in reflecting back in the relationship, a, a big part of it had to do with my ego. And I'm not afraid or I'm not ashamed to share the fact that at the time when I look back on my first relationship, my first marriage, I was self-centered. Uh, I had my a big ego. I was building a very large DJ organization. That's all I cared about. So, you know, in relationships, that, that doesn't work that way. So the communication part, just to go back to what you're saying, um, if, if I didn't have, I didn't have the communication skills that I have now. And I think having the communication, the proper communication skills by learning from yourself and knowing who you are, then once you're able to do that, then you can communicate effectively. And it's really, it's really knowing that a relationship is not 50, 50, it's a hundred, hundred to me. So it's a hundred percent of me and a hundred percent of you. And then we come together and we co-create. So I think what happens in relationships is it's like, oh, I'm doing this for you. So you need to do this for me. So I'm going to have this and then you're going to have that. And it's, to me, that just, again, that's it's my opinion. It just doesn't work that way. Right. The 50-50 rule doesn't work. Doesn't it, work. It definitely. And I've been to many actually marriage conferences that have, have said exactly that. The 50-50 rule is not, it does not apply. You need the 100 Hundred rule. So yeah, yeah exactly. I'd, I'd agree to that. Um, so, so here, here we are. You, you have two marriages that have, have really um, not worked in your not favor, worked. but <laughs> you, you have uh, have taken your self mastery. You've understood your ego. You've put it in check. You've gained a really clear perspective of yourself, who you are, what your core values are. Um, you know what it is that you're looking for, and then on top of it, you've grown your own toolbox of communication skills and really understand how to navigate that whole end of it. So maybe just in, in conclusion, and thank you for being so transparent, but so 
for some of the listeners, you know, that are out there, Dave, you're, you're one of many and it's unfortunate, but true. We're all, you know, part of this, this statistic that's really hurting our families, especially our children. So what would you share? Like, what, what, what would you say? What were the, like the key things that you did to pivot to really, you know, that extra light bulb that went off that said, hey, I, I need to do this different. What, were some, what are some concrete things that you would share with our gentlemen and, you know, encourage some of the ladies as well? Well, that's a really good question. Um, I think by continuing to work inwardly with yourself, uh, let me explain what I mean by that. So. Before I step into another relationship, I really need to know for myself that I'm whole, I'm good either way. And when I say that, meaning this may sound a little strange, but I don't need a relationship. I don't really need anything. Now, would I want a relationship? Of course. But I think. What I would share with everyone is that if you feel that you have these expectations of what you want and, and, and who you want in a relationship, and not that we don't have desires of things that we really want in a relationship, um, and I'm going to try and explain this in a way where, where I can articulate it properly. It's if, if, we, if, you, if we were into a relationship and I'll just use a very simple example. And I send you a text message because at a goodness of my heart, I want to say good morning or hello to you. And now this is to anybody out there that's watching. Hello, good morning. How are you? I'm sending that message to you from my heart because I want to say hello. If I send it with an expectation of getting a return, then most oftentimes I'm probably going to be disappointed. So for me, I think in, when you walk into a relationship, if you can take the expectations off of the table and really just be yourself, be authentic, be who you are, I just think it opens up for a much more organic type of relationship than to expect something from someone else. Because as we both know, that we can only control ourselves. So I can't make anyone else happy in the relationship. They have to be happy with themselves. So if I'm happy with me and you're happy with you, then we just come and we have experiences. We enjoy each other's company. There's this, this sort of un an unattachment feeling. And I think being unattached gives you a sense of freedom where you don't have to worry about I'm like, what's he going to do this? Is he going to say that? Is she going to do this? So that, that I guess would be my best advice to walk into a relationship and just know that don't have expectations, just love experiences and have them because, and let them unfold the way they do, because we can't control the way life unfolds and it's, it's just reality. Um, but what we can control is how we respond to it. So for us, and that's going back to really being whole with ourselves to walk into a relationship feeling like I love myself enough that if I want to come into a relationship, that's great. But if I don't have a relationship, that's okay too. 
Yeah, I love the way that you ended it because I was going to throw out and say, you know what, let, let, let me unpack that a little bit more because I, I, not having any expectations would, would be hard, right? Mm-hmm. Because then there's a level that you, you know, maybe perhaps you're a doormat or something along the way. Like, so I love how you closed it out and said, you know, if it's not what I need in return, right, I, I can control my, re- my reply. Yes. And then that reply could then create a, a healthy communication and really then go back and forth and find that euphoric combination that, that is whole and, and good for both of you. So I'm glad that, that you said it in that way, because otherwise without any expectations, there might, there could, it could lead to some obstacles, but I love, I love how you said that bottom line is be whole by yourself. And then the relationship is just nothing more than uh, a beautiful completion. Absolutely. I've learned something um, a while ago from an author by the name of Michael Singer. He wrote The Untethered Soul. And there's one thing, I mean, there's there's so many nuggets that I've gotten out of that and so many things I've put into play into my own life that have helped me um, through my relationships, not only with uh, with with family and friends and, and whatever it is, but he said something that's very profound to me that is you have to be okay with the reality of life. Um, and I've always... I thought about that in a minute, you know, for a second, I'm like, you have to be okay with the reality of life. So whatever is transpiring, good or bad, you just have to be okay with it. And if you're okay with it, like we all have bad experiences, but if you're okay with a bad experience and you learn from the experience, then it's okay. It's just, it's just a way. So, so in, in relationships, if you're okay with the reality of what's happening and what's going on in the relationship, you're okay with it. So it's your reply. It, it's yeah, absolutely. find the good in it. Find, find, find the it. good. You know, and that's something that I shared a few podcasts back, you know, going through a really hard, uh, a harder breakup. It's okay. I can't do anything about this except learn from it. Don't let it define me. Mm-hmm. Don't let it take me backwards. What can I learn from it? But here's the key. Here's the key that I hear you saying that I so believe in. Because I love the life that I'm creating because I'm, I am building my own life of fulfillment and abundance that yes, this hurt. Yes, I don't like it, but my response is what I'm, I am in control of. And I, what do I learn from it? What do I grow from? And how do I move forward through it? Right. That, that's key. I agree. 100%. That's key. Yeah. And that's, that's, that's hard. And that's the pre-work that you did is get to know yourself. Yes. Really understanding who you are, what makes you tick and building the life, um, you know, that you want, that makes you happy every day. That's that you use the word, that's the work. And that is the daily, it's the daily work of, of doing that, you know, knowing and, and being aware, stopping. Okay. What does this feel like? It's just, it's having that whole awareness. Uh, and we've talked about that before um, is really, really important. So a concrete, and, and I hope we can keep this concise and, you know, hopefully if you've, you've got some thoughts and if not, I can add into it. Concrete steps, because how many men are out there, you know, working busy lives, you know, whether they're executives or, you know, going off into retail, wherever they are, whatever we're doing, what are some concrete things that you our average listener can actually do to begin this process of course Jim revealed us here <laughs> what would you say like you did it on your own so what, what would you say to those people what are some concrete concrete steps um i think the first thing would be 
to really understand what you really desire. That's number one. So what do you what do you do to do that? As as concise as you can say that. Well, what do you do? I would say, um, I, I like to use visualization as a, as a tool, as a technique. Um, it's like it's like planning. So getting getting ahead of it. So in other words, if you if you're looking for a specific type of relationship and what you desire in a relationship, so visualize it first. Take the first step. I mean, it could be through meditation or whatever modality you use. Maybe it's exercise, you know, whatever works for you. But, you know, really, really step into a visualization of what that looks like. Okay, so visualize it. Visualize it. Write it down. Write it down. Get a journal, get a piece of paper, get a book, whatever you want to use and write it down. And And then look at that every single day. Because I really believe that if we can... If we can flood ourselves with things that feel good, um, I've always used the saying, if we feel good, we do good. So if you can flood ourselves on a daily basis of, of things that make us feel good, whether it's reading a book, whether it's uh, you know personal development, which we are both into, I, I listen to videos all the time of, of good feeling stuff, things that make me feel good, that are positive, that are inspiring. I think that's a really important part of it is to, you know, you personally want to feel good first before you can step into any type of relationship. So you know kind of where your path is going. You feel, if you don't feel good, you're, you're just not going to do things that are that are well. So number right. one, visualize. Number two. So, so with the visualization, just so I could put some clarity yeah. around that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think it's good if, if you, blonde, blue eyed, maybe, but it's more perhaps really digging into some non-negotiable core values. Sure. You know, if health and wellness is, is, something that is so important to you, you you may not be interested in somebody you meet who smokes or something along these, these lines for me, as I've shared, you know, my faith is so important. So for me, that, that would be like a non-negotiable. So things like that, you're you're writing down, what are the key things that would almost be, you know, your core values that would be these, these foundational principles that you would need in that relationship. So that's, that's great. Yeah, so like what, you talk about the deal breakers. Like if you know, if it's your, if you're not a smoker, you don't want a smoker. That's a deal breaker. Um, if you're someone who doesn't want to have kids because you have your own, then that's part of that picture, that visualization. That's not what I want. This is what I do want. So yeah, that's that's a big part. Right. It's it. not just maybe hiking, biking, and kayaking. No. But this is more about which you know those are good things too. But then there's that old adage that opposites attract. So yes. so we really want to keep it tight with like your core values, the things that matter that become the guardrails for your decision. They become the guiding principles for for decisions and building, taking the time to build the relationship. Yeah, I mean, core values is a great word because that's really what are your belief systems. What do you believe? What are your values? What what are what's your integrity? What's your character like? You know, all those things are core values. And if they could, if they match with what you are, and that's what you're looking for, then that's a good starting point. Right. Yep. Yeah. Awesome. Check the box. Must do it. Agree. <laughs> you know, and and for for the guys out there, like leave your ego at the door. Just let it go. I mean, we are different. Men and women are very different. As we know, men are from Mars, women are from Venus. And if you can just take a few steps back, and I will use the male perspective at this point, is if you could take a few steps back and just really understand where um, 
like I read, I read this book a while ago called the five love languages. I don't know if you've ever read it before. Um, but it talks about that we have different languages, like women have different languages than men do. Some men like to be told they, they, they're handsome, but some then, then others don't. They like affection instead. They want to have their hand held. So if we learn each other's um, love languages, I think that's a good part, too, to make it a little bit easier when you're stepping into a relationship to know exactly what, you know, your, your significant other is looking for and how they, how they do things. It's a great book. Um, that book came up twice today with two other people. So oh, cool. um, there's something about that book. Something today. about that book. Maybe it's so a sign. That, that's for everybody. Go read that book. So here yes. are the, the things that I heard you say is really make sure you're doing some visualization, really writing down what is it, these core values. Read really good information, absorb, find find the books, find the resources that are going to really apply to help build you and empower you and, and help you become the best help. And then yes. check your ego, check your ego at the door. Absolutely. I have one last word that sure. I want to share and it's, it could be thought of as funny, but I want to just throw it at you and, and see if you have any, any guidance for some, some of our lady listeners out there. Um, so as I, you know, have walked through that door in, the, in that online dating black abyss, you know, and, mm-hmm. and I have reviewed uh, to, to a fault, I call it research. Um, I've reviewed so many men's profiles and they all say the same thing. No drama. I don't want drama. Please be stable. No psychos. I, you know, I'm done with that. Dave, why is that? Why is, why are all the men screaming out ladies, you know, get your head on what, stop being a psycho. And is it all the ladies? Uh, are they at fault or do the men have a play in it? I got to know what's the answer. Well, <laughs> ladies, listen up. Dave might give us an answer. Well, here's, I guess that the, the, from a men's perspective and I'll go from a man's perspective is I think when, when, when we say that is no drama. Because I think what tends to happen is like, I'm sure you've heard this before, like men, because we're wired differently, we are, we are a little more simpler in the, in the fact that, you know, the woman brain and the guy's brain is, is completely very different. different, very different. You know, men are like, you know, give me a sandwich and come hang out with me on the couch and I'm good. And that's it. You know, women want to talk. They want to have conversations. They want to tell you about their day. And listen, I think, I think those things are great qualities for women. And this is where I said before is for a man's perspective, leave your ego at the door is understand where women are coming from. And if you understand that and you can appreciate it and have an, an appreciation of the differences between a woman brain and a man brain, then you can have a little better understanding and maybe that won't be so apparent. I think the drama thing comes in. It's like, oh God, here we go again. I don't want to hear this. So I just think it's the simplicity of a man is just different from a woman. That's the only word I could use. You really, you, you did word it really well. So I'd offer up to us ladies to really have more confidence and uh, probably be work on being a little less kooky and for our gentlemen, which I, you know, often share within a gem reveal platform is to learn really deeper communication skills that really can subside the kookiness and really understand each other and that the, the way that they really love each other. That book, The Five Love Languages, is a great, great 
beginning to that. Yes. So I would say that would be a phenomenal resource. Dave, Absolutely. you've been um, amazing. So uh, would you want to just close out by just uh, telling people how they might get in touch with you? Uh, I would just share again, uh, you know, Dave and I, this past week, had a pretty significant coaching session on something that I had never even thought would really surface. Um, but we dug deep and two hours later, I would say that it was something that I never even knew was going to come out, but it was life-changing for me. So Dave has some pretty wow. sick skills some pretty big skills <laughs> when it comes to coaching. So anything that you would want to share with our listeners on how to get in touch with you, and then we'll pay, we'll put it up on the screen um, as well. So, you know, they can find you as needed. Awesome. So I want to thank you first of all for that. Um, that's great. I mean, the things we talked about in our session, I thought were great. There were some good aha moments there for you. There were some for me too, which is great. As a coach for myself, it's not always about the client. It's just about me too, that I learn other things from other people that I coach as well. So um, so if, I mean, really for me to get in contact with me, I'm a huge Facebook person. Um, that's where I do all of my connecting and, and all of my research and, and due diligence with connecting with people for my coaching business and so on and so forth. So really the best place to find me is there. You could just find me and you could put just my name, D-A-V-E-N-A-S-C. Um, you could email me if you want, but I think the best place would be um, on Facebook. And I do have a page there, that I, a group page that I set up and it's called uh, Creating Awareness from the Inside Out, where I share inspiration, encouragement. Um, it's a really great community of people that come together as a whole and they it's pretty it's, busy too. It's it, pretty it is, active. Yeah, thank you. It is pretty busy. It's I think it's because you know the things that I share in there, it's not just for me, it's for everybody in the community and the group to grow together as a whole. And I think people appreciate. I know that everybody wants to be a part of something. So when I put that group together, I specifically designed it in a way that people can engage in that group any way they want. There's no judgment. They can say whatever they want. Obviously there's things you can't post in there and there's you know restrictions, but it's really an open forum to even ask questions or just inspire other people in the community. And it's been going really well. So if you, if you want, you could just, uh, it's a long, Facebook's make it makes it really long, uh, whatever the HTML part of it. Um, so if you want to just post it on, you know, at the end or something, we'll, and just, yeah, we'll definitely do that. But I would encourage anybody to reach out to Dave. He's, uh, he's been an incredible friend, incredible coach and a pretty significant self-mastery guru as well. So you can find him on Facebook and uh, Dave, I want to really thank you. Thank you one for, for being you and two for sharing some nuggets of wisdom. It's been, uh, it's been amazing. Thanks so much. Awesome. No, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure and I appreciate you more than you know. Well, thanks, Dave. Have a great day. You too. Take care, everybody. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Gem Revealed's podcast, Discover Your Soulmate. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast player. We really value your opinion, so please feel free to send us your question, comments, or feedback. You can email us at info at gemrevealed.com. You can also find out more about Gem Revealed services by visiting gemrevealed.com. I'll see you next time as we discover your soulmate.